Hi, welcome to Adoption Now, your adoption show. I'm April Fallon. Enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody, this is April Fallon, your host of Adoption Now, telling your adoption story. I hope you're enjoying season seven. We are. If you're new to Adoption Now, we are a community of adoptees, adoptive parents, and birth parents. Hey, we are international. Yay! Our biggest listeners are from Canada, Australia, and Ireland. And I want to shout out to you guys and say thank you for being a part of the Adoption Now family. I am the mother of four children through adoption, and I'm passionate about the adoption story, the whole story. I'm passionate about people, and over the last six years, we've had so many guests, and each one has changed my life in some way, and I really, really mean that. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for opening your story to us, and thank you for helping other people. I want to say thank you to all of you for your loyal listenership. I have the most loyal listeners. You write me messages, you tell me to keep going, you add input to the stories, you talk to me about my own story. I love it. I even had somebody reach out and say, hey, I heard that you had an issue with Vivi. What about this? I just found out that I'm sensitive to light coming from my cell phone. Do you think maybe that's affecting your sleep? What a nice thing to do, to take time to to help my child and, you know, ask me questions as a mom if this is going on with her. And it just, it meant a lot to me. I hope you check us out on YouTube. We're now doing videos and some of our episodes are up there. You're going to see longer interviews and more information on those videos. And you're going to see the people. You get to see the people tell their stories, which is very cool. Like when they get emotional, you get to see their their faces. I thought it was very cool. We just did the Ireland episode and it was amazing. And then when they came on together, the couple, if you didn't hear it, they were a birth mother, birth father from Ireland and they stayed married. They went on to have more children, but just their interaction together, you have to check it out. Okay. So last episode, wild, wild ride. Today we have Michaela back in studio and she brought her first adopted daughter's birth mother, Shannon Bergen. Shannon, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Yes, Michaela, welcome back. Thank you. All right, guys. I have to clear up and say, if you heard Michaela's story, it was wild, yes. And this is the birth mother to the first adoption, the perfect adoption, right? The perfect match. And we're going to talk to... Shannon today and just ask her some questions that maybe you're wondering about birth moms. You know, what what does a birth mom want me to say or do? What kind of a book should I do? All those fun things that we worry about before we're matched. Shannon's here to help us. Shannon, let's go back in your story. Okay, so you were born and raised in Lawrence, Kansas. You're now an administrative assistant at the hospital that you gave birth. Yes. Yeah. There's this, they play this little lullaby every time a baby is wheeled to the room. So every single time I hear that they play it throughout the hospital. So I think of Kimber multiple times a Aww. day, get to hear that little song and go back to three and a half years ago when I had her. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go back three and a half years ago when you found out you were pregnant. Yes. Yeah. So I was 26 at the time, um, an early childhood educator. I had been an early childhood educator for about 10 years. Um, and just really struggling mental health wise at that point. Um, 
my relationship with my parents is rocky to say in a nice way. Um, my dad is an alcoholic and was very abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that shaped me a lot. But when I was 24, I had an interaction with his wife and she like physically attacked me and it made it like growing up in abuse and then having that happen as an adult, it mm-hmm. really triggered my PTSD in such a way that it like, I was not mentally ready at 26 to be like, I can be a hundred percent there for a baby right now. Mm-hmm. And tell me about birth dad. Were you guys in a relationship? We were. Yes. Yeah. So it was very early on in our relationship. Um, and neither of us were ready. He also has a very rocky relationship with his father. So neither of us felt like mentally we could really be the best parents we could be for her. How did he respond when you told him you were pregnant? Um, <laughs> honestly, we both were just terrified and really we considered all of our options. We really talked about everything. I mean, getting, I mean, you think that like abortion will be the easier option mm. mentally for you. But for me, as soon as I saw her on that first sonogram, I was just like, no, like she's just swimming around in there. I was like, <laughs> I'm supposed to, I, I can't, mm-hmm. like there's no way. And I respect that decision 100% for anyone who does make that choice. But for me, it just, it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And Mark really at that time was just like, I want to do whatever I can do to support you through whatever choice you want to make. But both of us knew that neither of us wanted to be a parent at that point. So how far along in pregnancy did you say, okay, I choose adoption? So it was a pretty quick, like, it was probably a month into us finding out. So I found out a little bit late. I was on birth control when I got pregnant. And you still have periods Uh when that happens. You have the fake periods that you have when you're on birth control. So I wasn't, I didn't know until I was about three months along. Well, how would you know? Exactly. Your body was changing. Did you think you were just sick? Yeah, because I, I was an early childhood educator. So I would get stomach bugs all the time. Right, right. So, I mean, the times that I was nauseated, I'd be like, oh, it's just, you know, just a stomach bug I'm fighting off, right? And I early on took a pregnancy test that was negative. So I don't know, like, if it was a false negative, if it was late enough in the pregnancy that it showed up. Because it, I mean, thinking back, I was probably like four or five weeks along when I took it, but it was negative. So I don't, I did have a question, but. You could have been one of those people that like had a baby surprise. I mean, I've told stories where they go to the hospital and they're like, oh, I'm so sick. And they're like, oh, you're having a baby. And they're like, what? My hairdresser told me a story like that right before I found out I was pregnant. She was like, oh my gosh, my friend went to the hospital with back pain and came home with a baby. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? (laughs) And it does happen. It does. I remember watching the show before I did the show. They were doing like a show on it on TV. I didn't know I was pregnant. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's what it's called. You got it. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that doesn't happen. This right. is so made up. And then now I have these stories where people are like, yeah. You I really can have, have no idea. <laughs> so you find out later, but then you decide a month. So where are you, though, in the pregnancy when you decide? So I was probably about four months along. So about 18, 19 weeks is when I really was like looking for an agency, trying to figure out like how to go about this. Well, how do you start? So on, I Googled, <laughs> I just said, hey, Google, what is going on with adoption? <laughs> Please tell me where, where to, to go. Because I I didn't know anyone that had chosen adoption. 
You know, like I didn't have any friends that had done it. I didn't have, I mean, there were families that I knew obviously through teaching, but I wasn't, I didn't feel comfortable reaching out to them yet about like, what do I, how did you go about it? You know what I'm saying? So it really was just kind of like, guess, guess I'm going to Google for this one. Okay. So then you made the phone call and said, I'm a birth mom. Yes. Yeah. I reached or out. Do you, did you even know that term? Probably not. No. You're like, I'm pregnant. The things yeah. you learn. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm looking into choosing adoption. Just like, yeah. So I called American Adoptions is who we went through. Um, and they were the first, it, they just had the best ratings is yeah. really why I chose them. But I mean, it went really great from the beginning with them. They were very supportive through the pregnancy. Um, my like, I don't know what do you call your person that you're teamed up oh, with. Oh, you had a birth coordinator. A birth coordinator, birth yes. Coordinator. yes. And so. she was wonderful? Yes, she was very What nice, did she do that supportive. was wonderful? She just checked in on me a lot throughout the mm-hmm. pregnancy. Just, I feel like every week at least she'd check in on me, see how I'm doing, see if I needed anything that I wasn't getting. Okay. Checking on how my relationship was going with them. I mean, once I had chosen mm-hmm. them. Right. So how long after you meet her do they present books to you? Immediately at our first sit down, she brought some books. And Mark was with you? No. So my first sit down, it was just me and her. um, And we talked about a lot of different things, but she definitely brought a lot of books. We actually chose a different family initially. We had two dads. They were called the Michaels. (laughs) The the Michaels. Um, And as soon as I moved on to like that next step where like, Hey, I want to make contact with them. They actually got a fresh what a is baby it? born, a baby situation. born situation. So it was kind of starting from scratch a little bit. And I panicked because I really wasn't finding a family that I was like, this is it. Cause the Michaels, I chose them because <laughs> this is going to sound silly, but their favorite movie was the wizard of Oz and I'm from Kansas. Oh, so I was just like, it's a sign. This is it. It's a sign. Um, but Different things drew me to Michaela, and I'm glad that I waited and I chose someone that I really was drawn to. What was it about Michaela's profile? So they talked a lot about their traveling. They went to Africa for their honeymoon, um, and they have you did we did yes what, what part South of Africa? Africa? Okay, yes, isn't that cool? Yes, like very that's cool. something you're like, wow, they're interested in traveling. They're like, they want to know about the world. Like maybe my kid is going to see the world. You know, like. And they also, they have so many horses and animals that in like in their video, you could see just the amount of love that they had for their animals. I was like, and they did outdoor activities all the time. It was just like the perfect little, they look fun. They look young. They look like they're going to be good parents. Exactly. Kimber's going to not, not ever be bored. That's for sure. Oh, that's (laughs) absolutely true. Did you like that they didn't have children yet? Yes, I did. I felt like it would make it a lot more special, mm-hmm. you know, because there were families that had children and I was like, no, I don't, it just doesn't feel right. You know? Okay. Once you matched, how did that go? Tell me about what the agency did. They called you obviously and said she picked you. They did. Yes. So they called me. I was, I was taking a nap because <laughs> you know, you can nap before, right? Before you, you have such a wonderful <laughs> life. <kids>. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's so much more sleep. So, and then I woke up abruptly because I saw the call and they answer it. And they said, you have been chosen for a baby girl that's expected. And I didn't expect to find out the gender, but of course, you know, every, every mom wants a little girl. So I was like, yes, a girl. I was so excited. But what was so funny was the fact that my brother had cleaned out his car or my car and he brought me a Kansas quarter. Which is in her baby book. Oh, that's right. And you told us. Yes, I did. I did. So I was like, that's so special. They're from Kansas. That's crazy. 
But the main American Adoptions headquarter is in Overland Park, which is... Which is where I was working at the time. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And they're, I mean, they really are one of the best agencies in the entire country because they say that they advocate so heavily for birth parents. Yes. Expected parents. Definitely. And okay. I did feel advocated for So how long after did you guys meet me? We didn't meet until the birth. Oh, yeah. no way. Why? Because we were so far away. So far away. Oh, they lived did you in do Wyoming. Zoom or anything? Well... Did we ever do a video call? We did We did a phone call we or two. We did phone calls and we, we did texted emails. and emailed. So, I mean, and I was sending her, like, bump pictures and yes. stuff. We were yes. really uh, trying to bond, but it's such an awkward thing yes. in the beginning, especially, I think, when you're physically so far apart. We were right. just talking about that on the drive up here. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I wish maybe we had been able to bond a little more before right. that. But, yeah. I mean, it worked out perfectly. So. It did. Okay. <laughs> were you nervous that she was in a relationship and that she was far away and that you hadn't met her. I mean, were you thinking, like, she's in a functional relationship. She might change, change her mind. mind. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. That's. I mean, that's always going to be a fear with adoption. Mm-hmm. Always, always, always going to be a fear. I mean, part of my fear was that Brandon and I were actually younger than Shannon and Mark. We're, like, the same, yeah. same age Which difference. Which you do not imagine. Right. In right. your mind. Do you right. imagine much there's, younger? There's, like, the stigmatism that all adoptions are 16-year-old girls. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's honestly not really what I've seen personally and so I was so nervous like we talk about like you know your profile book I was so nervous about like putting our age in there actually I was 24 so I had to get an exception I had to write an exception letter (laughs) of why I was able to adopt because 25 is their criteria oh so I had to get an exception to do it and then you know I have tattoos so I was like I was so worried about that and I was like you know you overthink every little thing but you just have to be yourself in those books. Exactly, because right? at the end of the day, that's what drew me to her, is like her tattoos and her young, fun vibe, you know? Okay, yeah. was it weird for you to pick an adoptive mother that was younger? So, honestly, for me, I was just more impressed than anything else. I was like, wow, she really has it together. Like, clearly, oh my this is I what want she wants. I you to wants. be my birth mother. <laughs> no, isn't she the best? It's so perfect. You're right. Her. It is yes. perfect. And you talked about this in the last episode. You said the first one was absolutely perfect. It's right. everything you dream it to be, mm-hmm. which is wonderful that you got that experience yeah. because then your next experience was like, woo. Woo, yes. Right. Yes. But well, and, I this mean, one is amazing, and so many families want that. They do. They do. And so, you know, there is a fear because when you have, you know, they have the ability, you know, there wasn't drug exposure. She worked in child development. They were a couple, you know, it's definitely, you know, they have the ability to do it. But what the agency had told me, because I did express that fear, I'm like, they're older than us. I mean, they could probably, you know, they could probably do it. And she said, you know, this couple specifically they really have a maturity in this choice and they don't feel like they're forced to do this choice. They're really going into it wholeheartedly for what they want for this baby. And sometimes expectant parents that are forced to do it, not necessarily forced, that's not really the right word, but there's more factors that make it less feasible for them to be parents because of drug exposure or, Mm -hmm. you know, being homeless or something like that. You know, they're not always as prepared as maybe a family like Mark and Shannon where they knew they had the ability, but they chose to make a different choice and to choose this path in a different life. So I, it was hard. It was really hard. It was very nerve wracking, but you know, at the end of the day, I just, I felt so strongly and I felt like our bond was, it was very meant to be. Mm -hmm. I think you get to a place also. Well, I know for me, it's like it, 
is less about the baby and it's more about the relationship. Yes. And you're like, you know what? Even if she decides to parent, like I just really care about this person. Right. And you put your own desires aside. And some of you that are just starting the process, you're thinking there's no way I could do that or get mm-hmm. there. But this, I hate to use the word magical, but this thing happens, this yes. change, this, this shift where you're like, oh my gosh, this is a human being. This is somebody who is needs me. Mm-hmm. We connect, we match and it becomes a different relationship than just like, you're going to hand me your baby and then I'm right. never going to see you again. It's like, exactly. wow. I right. love that. And it can adoption. be, and American adoptions, like their biggest mission is open adoptions. Like you don't have a choice. They tell you we are an open yeah. adoption agency. And at first, like when we first looked into it, like that was really scary. You know, you think like, oh, I'm sharing my child and maybe they're going to want them. co-parenting. Yeah, they're going to want yeah. them back or they're, you know, it's going to be, you know, I remember at first, like that's a hard thing is that when you're first going into it that can be a little scary and a little daunting but then when you really look into it it's the most beautiful thing in the world yes and it's just like I said in the last one there are never too many people to love your child that's right never right you adopt the whole story and you get more people in your family more people to love your child and it's changed my sense of family like obviously I didn't come from like an ideal family situation Mm -hmm. so like there was healing Michaela. for you, yes, right? So much healing and so much like I think of Michaela as my family. And like, so being in Arizona for Christmas time, it's like I'm spending Christmas with my family. Like it feels so special, the bond that we have. I just love this episode because this is what we say, right? To birth parents, if they could know that they could get adopted too, that they could get extended right. family, that they would have an opportunity to have love that they maybe have not received. What a change, what a shift for them. Instead of feeling like I'm going to lose everything, mm-hmm. right? I'm losing my baby. I'm losing, you know, this thing that I love. There's so much loss. It's like, and I, we're going to talk about that. There is loss, right? Oh, I'm not trying to invalidate percent. that. No way, yeah. But you did gain a lot too. You gained so a lot much. of love. You learned, I had a birth mother on that said, I learned how to be a person. Like there were things no one ever taught me. She had been raised in the foster care system, but she didn't even know how to like apply for a job. And her adoptive mother relationship, you know, she had the baby adoptive mom, took care of her and taught her how to do these things. I just love that. Like I just have chills because that's really our message when we speak, when we go anywhere. That's the triad message. But beyond that, it's just like there is this thing that can happen for you, birth mom, and there's this thing that can happen for you, adoptive parents. If you let it be, it can just grow into this amazing thing. And there are a lot of people that are so, so scared of adoption. Oh, so scared. And they're so scared of open adoption. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my biggest message to adoptive or potential adoptive parents and adoptive parents in general is you can't be afraid. A lot of people are just like afraid of the sharing, afraid of this. It is, it's not even close to that. There's just so much more love. It's just more love. There's never, like, I didn't grow up in a big family. My husband did. There's seven of them. They're a big family. I didn't have a big family. And I also feel like the message for me has changed so much of family doesn't come from blood. It comes from love. Mm -hmm. Because really, like, Shannon is my family. Mark is my family. Coulter's birth parents are my family. Like, I truly view it that way. And it's just like you see, you know, your adopted children. Like, you don't see them as not your blood. Right. You know? Like, that really doesn't even matter. 
it's it's the love that makes you family. And it's, you're like you guys are sisters. You gained a sister. We are like sisters, right. absolutely. Yes, that's that's why we couldn't watch the movie her. last night because right. we were just talking all night. <laughs> and again, Gemini vibes. Right, exactly. right. <laughs> yes. we're all born in June, so yes. I was like, we got to get this down to mm-hmm. forty minutes somehow, <laughs> somehow, mm-hmm. someone. Yes. Okay, let's move forward to when you are going to deliver and you get the call. You're on mm-hmm. your way to Kansas. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that moment. So initially, my birth plan, I figured, like, I mean, you watch all the videos. They're like oh, you're going to be in labor for so long. So I figured she This is would... your first baby, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I had no idea what I was walking into at all. <laughs> um, and very worried about the birth process itself. That was what I was most scared of was, you know, what could happen. But it ended up being the most beautiful day. But my birth plan was to have Michaela in the room with me because I figured she would be able to get there from Wyoming. We'd have yeah. enough time. Right. <laughs> and I wanted her to have this, the first skin to skin. But yeah. I... I really wanted that bond for Kimber, you know, to like start with that building block. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I feel so thankful that I did get like a couple hours with her just one-on-one when she was so fresh and so new. Cause I mean, <laughs> and there's like a time in the hospital when she was crying and we couldn't get her to calm down, but I just started talking and she immediately like quieted down and looked at me. And it's just like those little things that you're like, wow, like, my baby (laughs) did you think I can't do this no no at that point we I was just so grateful for Michaela and Brandon because they had so much they were so prepared they were so ready and they wanted her so badly Mm -hmm. Mm, (laughs) it was it was fast though she came fast oh my gosh it it was the most perfect birth like I cannot stress that enough (laughs) I got to the hospital 7.45, checked in by 8.15, and I gave birth at 12.36, five pushes, oh 15 mm-hmm. minutes. It was beautiful. She popped right out, like, just fresh and perfect and everything. Yeah. How much did so she weigh? Perfect. Do you remember? Six, Six pounds, pounds, seven oh, ounces. She's little. And that's my birthday is 6.7. Oh, yes. that's so cool. And she was born on 6.17. 6.17, so. yep. I love that. Was, okay, was birth dead there? Yes. Yeah. So we were also, Michaela and I were just talking about this too. I feel like that was very special for him because I don't think that he felt that bond yet mm-hmm. until Kimber came out. And the first time he held her, I mean, you just could see it. Like he really realized like, oh, wow. Like I, I don't think he was prepared to love her as much as he did. You know? And was it hard for him then? Oh, yeah. I I think he wasn't mentally prepared. Like, throughout the pregnancy, I put so much effort into preparing myself. I mean, this is Mm -hmm. a big decision. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was bonded to her from that first, like, when she was a tiny little one in there just swimming around, like, could move and stuff before she was too smushed, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I felt that bond immediately. And so I mentally was like, I need to be ready. Because, I mean, I love babies. Mm -hmm. As a teacher for 10 years, like... I knew it was going to be difficult. And I don't I don't think that Mark was ready for that. But I mean, I think that he's getting through it, you know? Yeah. It's it's a process. It's a it's process. Really and it ebbs and flows and it's you have to put a lot of effort into healing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about when you walked into the room because yeah. it's your best day and her hardest day. Right, right. So when we um we were at the airport when she was delivered. And so they did FaceTime us. I think that was the first time we FaceTimed to show us um, that she was born and, you know, everything was, like, so perfect. Everything went so smoothly. We didn't get there until, like, um, late at night, like, eight, 8 at night or something. And I walk in the room, and Shannon's just walking around, and I'm like, 
(laughs) And she's like, I feel great. Everything went perfect. I was like, oh, I'm so happy. Like, that's so awesome. And Mark was holding Kimber and he's like, here's your baby. And I was like, oh, like, that's so sweet. And he's like, yeah, she's perfect. Like, she's so cute. She's perfect. I'm like, she is. And, and it was, um, I mean, Mark and Shannon were just like, they were so positive about it. Like Shannon had like, she had felt all the feel, like she, like she said, you know, she really worked on her healing throughout the pregnancy. And I think that's a big message that I learned from her was, you know, expectant parents, like you can, you can expect all you want. You can prepare all you want, but until you get there, you're never really going to know. You're never really going to know. But I think she did such a good job of getting the resources that she needed and taking care of her mental health because that was so important. And because of that, you know, our hospital experience, it wasn't like it, it was sad, but it wasn't. Right. Honestly, it just felt really good to be able to have time to bond with Michaela yeah. and Brandon. Like there there weren't, I mean, sad tears. It was very like laughing, getting to know each other. Just okay, a lot I of have to ask. Were you just stuffing that down because you knew that it was right? I mean, there is this like... There's so much going on, right? I don't know. I think I was just living in the moment and really feeling all these feelings because what I did want was to have that extended family. I wanted to grow a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. So I really was like, this is my chance to get to know her. Like, I mean, they live in Wyoming versus Kansas. Like, it's so far away. Yeah. I was just that. Yeah. Yeah. We just clicked. It's like you are literally like taking this couple's child yeah and it did and it felt like that like we were talking like it felt like I was raising someone else's baby I felt inadequate like I was doing the wrong thing I was like this baby doesn't like me I know you talk about that like this baby hates me and I remember one time you know we were all in the room and I was holding her and she was so upset and it took Shannon talking to her so I was like oh man I am not the mom here but I but I am and you know then she felt bad for me because I was like, oh, and then like, you know, it's just, you know, we love each other so much and it is so awkward, but you just navigate it and like love just like brings you through it, you know? Yeah. I mean, these are really hard choices. I asked that question because there are moments even like in our adoption where the siblings, like we were taking their sibling and they wanted their sister and that's really hard and oh, you just yeah. feel terrible. Yeah. But you keep going forward because it's what the birth mom wants. It's the plan. And you know this is supposed to happen in this way. And you just keep walking it out. But the emotions that follow it are really confusing and hard. They and are. you want your mom, mom to be a happy. hard time. Yes. Oh, your Same mom device. she came. Yes. Okay. She did. She did. Yeah. And what about your dad? So I I am just now finally rebuilding my relationship okay. with my dad. But at that point, my dad was not. Out of the picture. Yes. And okay. I didn't want him to ever really have that chance to meet Kimber because he was so abusive and toxic for me mm-hmm. that I just didn't. I wanted Kimber to be a, as far away from that type of family dynamic mm-hmm. as possible. And so what did your mom say? So it's so difficult because she really just wanted she wanted a grandchild, you know? And I mean, she has three grandchildren um, from my older sibling, but for her, it was really, really hard, I think, to watch me, her daughter, because I have brothers. It was hard for her to watch her daughter choose that. But I think that she knew, I mean, obviously, she knew about the abuse that I lived through, and she knew how hard I was trying to just 
heal myself before I was ready to take on something like that. Cause I still debate if I do want to go on to have babies and mm-hmm. raise a family because I do. I think that I was so scared of not being able to be that good mom. But now that I see other moms and I see like, I want it so badly. Yes. And Shannon is an awesome mom. I think it was very hard for Brandon and I to see how hurt your mom was. You know, when she when she said goodbye to the baby, because we already made plans. We said, you know, this isn't goodbye for us. This is see you later. We're going to go to dinner tomorrow. You know, we knew that we were starting to build this relationship. And it is a loss for immediate family members. And I think an important message for, you know, birth mothers is, you know, it's still at the end of the day your choice. And, right. you know, to stay true to to your dream and to not be influenced by other people, because at right. the end of the day, you know, it's. I just kind of needed to let her mourn that loss a little bit because it is, it's a loss for all of us. And it was a mourning process for everyone. And she was kind of what she felt was mourning my only chance at having a family or a daughter, which isn't the case. Like I can, I can still do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) when I'm mentally in like a great place, you know? So I think that it just take, it took her a little bit. to. So what was she like at the hospital? Crying? She, she at her goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, she was upset. At so her she was crying, but were you crying? I definitely had tears. I think that it was so I think we waited and then it was like a rush of emotion. Yeah, I think I every time like we left them. You know, mm-hmm. cuz like feel being around Brandon and Michaela, like they they just have this energy. Yeah, that's so really fun. I felt like so safe with the choice that I was making. Like it was such like this is it. This is the right choice. Like they are so perfect. Anytime we were all together. So I think anytime we were away from them, it was just like almost like a jealousy of like wow, like they're just so perfect. They're so amazing. Like just and just gratefulness, you know? It's very bittersweet. How did you get her name? So Michaela chose Kimber, and then yes. Elizabeth is my middle name. Okay. Yes. And you were good with that, coming together and picking oh, the name together. Oh, absolutely. Michaela was actually me, yeah. offered it to me. Michaela's the one who brought it up. Yeah. I said, you know, we'd, we really want to honor her birth mother. Um, would We were thinking, you know, your middle name's Elizabeth. Kimber Elizabeth. And <laughs> I it's love it. just the sweetest, yeah. yes. Yeah. I It takes me back to my story with Vivi and coming up with her name and we never thought we would sit in a hospital room with a birth mother and try to pick a name for a baby together right yeah because that's something that's really special special, but when you love the birth mother and you want to carry on her legacy and what she wants it becomes important to sit down and have that conversation I remember when we landed on Olivia and the spelling that we were gonna spell it out and because it's spelled totally different (laughs) And she was just so excited, and we were so excited. There was so much, like, community and just a bond between us Mm -hmm. of coming up with this name. And now every time we tell her the story, we can say we came up with this name. Yeah, and a name is a big thing they talk about in adoption because, you know, when when you think about creating your family, you think about, oh, these are the names I picked out. When you're a kid, you're like, these are the names I'm going to name my baby. And you really can't hold on to that. Because mm-hmm. it's so much more special when you build a name. Mm-hmm. You're not just getting them a name you like. Kimber, we did come up with because I wanted her to have a unique name, but a simple name. Like, it's not hard to spell. People aren't like, how do you spell that? Like, it's like Kimberly, but Kimber. 
it's as it sounds. And it is a gun brand and we're outdoorsy <laughs> hunting people. So, you know, and I, and they said, you know, have you thought of a name? And we said, we like this name. What do you think? And they're like, great, perfect. What if they said no? What if they had been like, If Ew. they said no, I, we would have said, you know, we would have built it together. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's you really You have to be important. ready for that. Yes, right. you have to be ready for that and you have to be open because, you know, you can change the baby's name, mm -hmm. but it's, I mean, that's the last piece that a birth mother gives this mm -hmm. baby is a name on that birth certificate. And you do have the right to change it, but if you build that relationship with the expectant mom beforehand. Right, it, it's more of like a, a co-decision. And, and you build a name together. It feels like, especially yeah. if you're going to have an open adoption, you don't right. want to change the name and be like, well, yeah, sorry, I didn't like know, that name. <laughs> you're going to have to call her a different name. Now, right. I want to know how you guys made the plan going forward. Was your agency involved, or what did you guys decide? Hey, how open? Mm -hmm. How many times are we going to talk? I mean, That's how did very you discuss good. that? That's a very good topic. Um, I I was open for whatever. I mean, and I think as an adoptive parent, you need to follow your birth mother's lead because she has a healing process. Mm -hmm. You're in the bliss of taking care of this beautiful baby, you're on cloud nine, and she just had the greatest loss of her life. Mm -hmm. So it's important to follow her lead, but be as open as possible. Because you might make a plan beforehand of, we're gonna talk, we're gonna do letters, we're gonna do this, and that might change. Right. And you have to be flexible and just and really, be open. And really, I had no idea what I 100% wanted. I didn't right. know what it would look like. Like, I, yeah. I wanted a bond with them. I wanted to know them. And I wanted to be able to watch her grow up. But I also didn't know how mentally able I would be to be that involved. Because it, it takes a lot to watch someone else raise your kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And some, some birth parents say, I don't want... Exactly. Yeah. Because they can't think handle it's it. easier, and it's kind of an ebb and flow. I feel like is what I went through, at least uh, postpartum, was just like some days it was too hard to mm -hmm. like recognize that I wasn't mm -hmm. that mom. But other mm -hmm. days, pictures of her, videos of her, that was the only thing that was getting me through my day. So you went home and had a lot of grief. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Postpartum. Woof. What a journey. <laughs> She did. You should she write did. a book and she, call it that. We've, we've talked about that. Whoa. She does need to write a book. <laughs> we'll write one together. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so you go home and you're just, I mean, your body has gone through all this, but you don't have baby. No, and you're, you're just so, it, you feel empty, like physically empty. I remember just saying I miss her inside of me, mm -hmm. feeling her, like you feel so physically empty, mentally empty. It's such a hard, raw time. And I'm just so thankful for Michaela because she really was just, she was there when I needed her and she gave me space when I needed it. Mm -hmm. And that's all like, that's the message I want to say is like, just be there for what the birth mom needs at that time and just give her grace the same way you want her to give herself grace. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because it's such and a birth hard mothers journey. give yourself grace because you don't, you don't know how you're going to feel. And you just have to give yourself grace and trust the healing process. Right. I mean, we talk so much about how much I tried to mentally prepare myself, but mm -hmm. like you have no idea how hard it's going to be. So mm -hmm. I, you know, you spend six months trying so hard to be like, okay, I'm going to feel this way. I mean, I need to do this, but it's, you have no idea what that really looks like until you're at home for the first time right. and it's just you and it's quiet and your tummy doesn't have a baby in it anymore. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now you guys are communicating, but who else supported you? What 
other help did you get? So this what this is another thing. I feel like there was such a rough. I had a lot of friends who wanted so badly. They were struggling so hard to get pregnant that I I ended up losing a lot of my friend group because they they resented me for making the choice that I made. I think it was hard for them to watch me make that choice when that's all they wanted. Mm -hmm. Or you being sad. It's like, but you made the choice. Right. So why are you sad? Right. Right. I think they didn't know how to support me, Mm -hmm. and it kind of drove a wedge in our relationship. And honestly, Michaela really was a lot of my support system. And I think that that's part of why we have such a strong bond, is that she really helped me in, like, my darkest time. Mm -hmm. What about support groups? So... I didn't, I, I mean, I was going to therapy, just one-on-one therapy, but my anxiety, I, I didn't even feel comfortable leaving the house for a couple months. Like, mm-hmm. I just felt, I didn't feel like me. I felt like I lost myself. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, trying to find out who I was again. So going to support groups and, like, being raw, it was, I wasn't ready for it, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, I just love the story so much. I love your relationship, but I think sometimes when we are adoptive parents, people look at us and they're like, you are amazing. What you did was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I tell the story and they're like, that's amazing. And then I tell a birth mom story because everybody in their mind is like, oh, she's 16 or she Mm -hmm. was probably on drugs or whatever. And you hear a story like yours (laughs) and your just heart is broken. Like Mm -hmm. it is so deep. Adoption is. It it's not just is. about, it's, oh. It's the most selfless act it is. in the entire world. And it's beautiful. And we need to love our birth mothers more, mm-hmm. right? Yes. They are actually the hero in the story. Yes, I they mean, are. look at what she they went really through are. for you. Yes. You know, she made you a mom. She, she gave did. you the greatest she gift did. ever. And then she's at home crying and going through all of this while you have this baby. I mean, this is what adoption is all about and needs to be understood in a deep way so that we can love better. Yes. Because I, I just love you, and our listeners are just going to love you. I mean, they're they, crying oh, yeah, right they now. They really are. We're all crying. <laughs> they're crying because what you did is amazing, and I love that you were um, selfless. You were also selfless. I think... A hundred million percent. She having confidence so much. Yeah, like, you know who you are. That's what I want to say to adoptive moms, is know who you are before you get into this journey because there are moments where you're going to feel insecure there are moments where you're going to feel like you're not enough there are nurses that are going to make you feel like you're an idiot oh yes because (laughs) you didn't give birth and you don't even know how to change a diaper i mean all of these things can be really hard if you don't know yourself and you have to at times just reach out in the midst of your wonderful baby shower all the things and everyone's like you have to stop and care about her absolutely right so in that yeah. joy, and like you, you say have to be adopting selfless. the whole story yeah. adopting the whole family and also like you know part of why you know Shannon chose me is I'm I'm very loud I'm very I'm very Michaela I'm yes. very very Michaela it's so important to be your truest most raw self because that's what they're going to be attracted to so you can't overthink which pictures you're putting in if you're saying the right thing you just have to be yourself yes because that's the family that's meant to find you is meant to be there. The baby that is meant for you is coming, is coming for you. Is coming for you, yes. Oh, yeah. And your relationship can grow. And today, you went, I mean, let's fast forward to right now. You just spent the night at her house, like, yeah. okay, okay, weekend. you were making Christmas cookies with, <laughs> with how old mom. is Kimber now? Kimber's three and a half. Three and a half with her Grammy. mom. <laughs> and, and do you know the grandmother? Does she, her mom? 
I haven't. We're planning a we're gonna plan a trip to Lawrence this coming summer, spring when it's not as like humidy. What is the last thing that you wanna say to our listeners? Shannon? Just feel empowered in the decision that you're making and be gentle with yourself. Give yourself grace. Allow yourself to feel all of it because if you do push it down, if you do ignore it, you really it, you're never going to heal from it. You mm-hmm. can't heal it until you feel it. Ooh, yeah, that's that's such put a that in your body. That is good. That is good. I time. like that. And I also think, you know, the more you can work on your healing, the more you're showing your child how you came through this, mm-hmm. and they want to see you strong, and they want to see you flourish, so you can be as present. Yes, in and their life. Kimber and inspires me every day. It, to how be does my Kimber best understand self. you? Kimber calls me Mama Shanny. Okay. Mama Shannon. She's in your tummy. She knows that. We Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she talks a lot about why she's special. And it's the fact that she has two moms and two dads. And she's, she's adopted. adopted. Uh, yeah. so I say, love it. Let's you say, what there. does adoption mean? <laughs> means I'm special. <laughs> I love that. Thank you both for being here. Thank, thank you, you so much thank for having you. me. Yes. Thank you for having <laughs> us. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast and follow us on social media. Thanks for joining us on your adoption show. See you next episode.